Welcome to the No More Mondays podcast, the show that inspires confident professionals by interviewing people who actually enjoy what they do for work. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with founders, entrepreneurs, and employees who have figured out that special sauce, the magic, the mystery to having No More Mondays. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of the No More Mondays podcast. This is our first winter warmer. I'm sure some of you heard of our summer snack packs that we introduced this past summer. And this is the cold and dark season of the year compliment to those short, fun little stories that we put out for you. We'll be throwing a few of these your way over the next few weeks. So I hope you enjoy these fun conversations between executive producer Jane and I as we recap what awesome things came out of season two. This episode of Winter Warmer focuses on the awesome book recommendations and suggestions that we get from our No More Mondays guests. Jane and I decided to compile the best suggestions together into a comprehensive list right in time for the holidays. We're going to chat about a really fun collection of stocking stuffers for the readers in your life. So let's get started. Jane, what's our first book? This is so much fun. The first book is Millionaire Success Habits. I always love these conversations with 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 you, and it's such a different format for the podcast, and it's fun to see kind of where we go. And this is a great first recommendation because we talk a lot about kind of like routines and habits on No More Mondays, and we ask our guests to give us suggestions or give us kind of a little insight into what they do to set them up for success. So I feel like this is a very logical starting point for our reading list. And this is a great suggestion for that kind of growth-minded achiever in your life who is looking for practical things they can do to get from where they are in life to where they want to be in life. I love how that applies to really almost anyone who could be listening to No More Mondays. And even if you don't want to be a millionaire, it still has good takeaways, right? You can still learn a thing or two from people who have gotten there. And I agree. I'm going to theorize that just about everybody who listens to No More Mondays is a growth-minded achiever. So we've kicked off the list with a book of global appeal. Okay, ready for number two? Yes, let's do it. The next is a category that covers sort of popular STEM learning. There's three of them. The first one is Short History of Nearly Everything by Bill Bryson. The second book is A Brief History of Time from Stephen Hawking. And the third book is Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. The last one, you know, anything by him is going to be you know, a, a fun, a fun read. And obviously this is a great collection for the science lover or the kind of like STEM minded person in your life. I'm a nerd who went to engineering school. So this is a kind of a collection of history and science related books that I think provides a great cross section, but offers some kind of like mixed tones and styles to help, uh, to help us explore the kind of history of this world that we live in. Totally agree. And for someone like me who comes from uh, the humanities background, I can't wait to read Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. It's just such a good title that you can't help but go like, okay, can I really, I'm a person in a hurry. Can I really go learn astrophysics for Neil deGrasse Tyson? (laughs) Love it. Okay. Number three is Think Again from Adam Grant. And Adam Grant, so I'll admit I haven't read this book, so I'm going to stuff my own stocking with Think Again, but I do have and have started Originals. It was actually the most recent book on my kind of weekly reading list. And Adam Grant is great for kind of giving us 
researched backstories that challenge the way we we see our world and that food for thought. So this is a great book for kind of intellects or people who are curious and otherwise readers who really like that kind of realistic data-based research and stories that does give you a way to kind of think about how you view your world and yourself. The next one is the four-hour work week. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing, and you already know this. And if you listened to Bogdan's episode, you already know I'm challenged very much by the title of this book because I think it just gives a misconception to what um, effort can do for your business or for your professional life. Um, And I think we even talked about in Bogdan's episode how Tim Ferriss kind of wishes he would have named it something else. But if you can get, if if I, not we, if you, if I could get over the title, really this is for that productivity lover in your life who wants really great tools to help us work smarter and not necessarily longer or harder. Obviously the title is so provocative, but when you dig into it, it's applying those one or two things. So a way to really just streamline your life. And if you can get if you if you don't take it for for face value, as far as the title goes, yes, that's exactly what it is. There's a lot more meat there. Unfortunately, I feel like a lot of people pick up the book, look at the title and say, Oh, my gosh, four four hour work week is possible. That's what I want. And it kind of (laughs) set up a realistic skewed view of kind of how you build success in your life. So my suggestion for the four hour work week is to read it and not just make an assumption based on the title and you'll find (laughs) some really great tools in there. The next one is The Slight Edge. Yeah, by Jeff Olson. And this was a recommendation from Meg Pitkin, who is amazing at actually executing on a routine. So this is great for kind of like, I'm going to say the routine seeker in your life, um, whether it's somebody who wants one and can't get it, get their stuff together to implement it, or whether it's somebody who feels like they want to improve it, or just somebody who already has one is always looking for ways to kind of build on a routine. Um, But if you love efficiency routines and habit stacking, this is a really uh, great read with applicable kind of actionable tools to give yourself that slight edge. So you just brought up a term that I think a lot of people are familiar with, but some people might not be. What is your definition of habit stacking? Oh, that's a loaded question. But I feel like it's it's a little bit like that old adage of kind of like quitting something cold turkey, whether it was smoking in the 80s, whether it's crash dieting, that idea of trying to like overhaul everything you do and all of your habits and actions and routines at once likely does not set you up for success because it's too much change at once. And even though mentally we think, oh man, I'm just going to do all of the things, it's really hard to stick with. Stick with This idea of habit stacking, in my opinion, is let's do small changes over time that you stick with. And so maybe we change one thing this week, two things next week, one thing the following week so that it's easier. You're not trying to do all of the things and change everything at once. But you're kind of overhauling small things that are easy to implement and therefore stick with. And over time, as you slowly kind of drip out your changes, the habits stack into a very significant visible change. The next one is Mindset, the New Psychology of Success, Carol Dweck. Yes. And this has been on my shelf for years. So I feel like this is kind of becoming a a mainstay or a classic. 
And this is, again, so kind of going back to what we talked about with kind of Adam Grant, this is for that data lover in your life looking for a shot of confidence. And what Carol talks about in this book is really interesting because she's done research and she observed uh, people and children from an early age to gather kind of intelligence and data around that concept of abundance versus scarcity mindsets and how that's very much kind of ingrained in our personality from a young age. And then from a statistical perspective, how you can shift those mindsets and also research to back up the power of an abundance mindset. And so this is really great for somebody who, love, again, loves that research, loves that data, wants, wants that kind of proof to then really start thinking about how their mindset affects their world. Lucky number seven. This one is, there's a customer born every minute. P.T. Barnum's Amazing Ten Rings of Power. So there's only one season two guest who would throw out a book like this. So we'll shout out to Vance. And this is a great read for, let's say, the sales junkie in your life who is always looking for, no pun intended, a slight edge (laughs) over a very competitive field. And there is, it's really interesting if you read about the history of kind of the circus, which obviously has some controversy today, but the history of the circus is really interesting and is, in my mind, one of the first very significant examples of kind of branding and the power that that has when building kind of a customer base and a reputation that has lasted since the day P.T. Barnum or Ringling Brothers was founded. So it's almost kind of like taking a nod out of something that happened, you know, what, 80 years ago or whenever the circus first was founded um, and taking a little lesson out of their book on how they created a really great customer experience and how you can use that to create that today. And you know what's so interesting is how has that the definition of customer evolved over time and how everyone is a customer to everyone? Well, it's also that idea that's like ABS, always be selling. And in a way, we kind of always are, whether you're actually in a job or a business where you where you like, how do you make money? You have to sell something, whether you actually think of it or selling or not, down to kind of like a networking event or a social gathering where you're meeting new people for the first time. You've got kind of an introduction, which is like a sales pitch, and you're kind of selling your personality into that social circle. So in a way, it kind of always comes down to always be selling. And therefore, who's that audience? In what way are they a customer? And how do you want to influence that? The next one is Traction, Gina Wickman. And this is me hijacking my own list of stocking stuffers because... (laughs) I, this book really made a difference in my business and like the foundation of career benders in 2021. It is, um, it's a very practical, I'm going to say almost workbook style book that focuses on really establishing or reinforcing your vision, short, medium, and long-term, the goals, the objectives, the competitive advantage, and all of the things that make a business unique and how that aligns with a success plan as far as like where you want it to go. So this is, uh, this is definitely for those growth minded entrepreneurs who want to build or recreate a strong foundation. And whether it's one person or 10 or a hundred bringing the, the team 
into, and yourself as a team and all the different roles that you play as a solopreneur into a really cohesive operating model. Um, Gino Wickman talks about EOS, which, which is the entrepreneur's operating system that can really create an amazing structure and consistency that then supports kind of scaling and growth. I love this. And I also think it you can apply it to those inter- corporate entrepreneurs too, who are change agents. And actually, what's funny about that, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually had a client who I just completely ironically had had read this book himself and he was he was not an entrepreneur and was hired into a business because they ran an EOS model and they wanted somebody to come in and basically spearhead it. So you're absolutely right, Jane. Number nine has such an interesting title. Deep Work, Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World. I want to go almost go back and listen. I feel like there was another suggestion that came up recently around this idea of like reducing your distractions. So if you have somebody in your life who is feeling feeling that constant like um, scatterbrained, scatterbrained like ding, 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 and really wants and has that need to kind of like refocus and drown out distractions. This is a really, a really great read for that because think about it. We are constantly multitasking. Um, I have this application on my computer called Rescue Time and it yells at me when it thinks I'm like not in focus work. It'll be like, you're multitasking too much. And that's basically what this goes down to is there are like a gazillion distractions that we have in life nowadays that didn't used to be there thanks to technology, the blessing and the curse that it runs so much of our lives. And this is about kind of drowning out those distractions in order to really focus on meaningful, a meaningful depth of work and like thought and ideation that can sometimes only come at those times of no distraction. I'll translate and say my way for deep, my way of deep work, uh, deep work and focusing in the distraction world is to literally go where there's no distractions, which is in the middle of nowhere in the woods where there's, you know, no phone service. So this kind of inspires that. So that was our top nine, which was really hard to narrow down, but that was our best recommendations. Then we've also got some bonus books we wanted to share. Yeah, because we had three authors on the show in season two. And um, we're going to give you three bonuses because if you haven't listened to these three episodes, I highly encourage you to do it because these were definitely three highlights um, during season two of people who just guests who just had really great insights, inspiring life experiences and are doing really kind of influential things with them, which is why they've become authors. So we have The Optimizer by John Saunders. And John is some doing some cool things around that kind of community as well. So he's worth definitely worth a follow. And then we had Vicki Moore's book, Life Beyond Should. And Vicki's an awesome guest because she is really somebody you can be inspired to when it comes to like going after those big, hairy, audacious goals in life. So she lives abroad and she went and she went and talked to people who kind of took on those huge goals, big career changes, huge business leaps or whatever it was, and compiled them into uh, this book called Life Beyond Should. So if you need inspiration to kind of step out of your comfort zone and take a risk for a change you really seek, that's a great inspiration. And then Lynn Yap, the altruistic capitalist. Lynn is just doing so much amazing work to focus on that it's trending, but she's kind of at the head of it, this idea of like social impact in corporate America. And so this is a little bit of a disruptor book that's going to be really interesting for kind of business owner or corporate leaders in your life. 
So when we take a sort of 20,000 feet look at the books that we're recommending and the authors and the sort of categories, if you could pick one or two that you feel like, oh, I cannot wait to dig into this, what would those be? Well, I I feel like the overview of this is all of this very much follows the practical kind of action-oriented approach I take to life, coaching, career satisfaction, kind of whatever it is. So... Uh, The easy first answer I'm going to cheat is that the slight edge is sitting on my table and I'm on like page three. So I literally just started it. And then I'm going to say after that, I'm going to I'm going to put the collection of all three of our guest book into into that's my next goal. Those I definitely want to read kind of all three of those. I've read excerpts of Vicky's, but haven't read all three from start to finish. So that's I think that's the next view, because for me, reading works that people I know have written is really special. And I think that that's another aspect of just our reading list going forward that we're going to have and guests who are on the show. And um, so I'm excited to dig into those as well. Excellent. Well, can't wait to hear your feedback after you finish. Definitely. Yes, feedback. I will be sure to share it because around the beginning of the year, we typically do kind of like a blog post or another list of like 25 reads. And we'll be sure to put these on it and you get a little tidbit of my feedback. But, you know, overall, I hope that this book, this list, I hope this list really kind of inspires you to give the gift of reading because reading is learning and it can do so much to help somebody just even take an inch forward for 12 bucks. And despite the fact that I heard on NPR the other day that there is a shortage on book print paper, I know you'll be able to grab these, stuff them in somebody's stocking and give them a little hope for the future. So I hope you enjoyed this first edition of Winter Warmer. And please tune in soon for another edition. And I hope you have a great holiday season. Thanks for listening to this episode of No More Mondays. We hoped you grabbed some great insights to help you improve your professional satisfaction. Please visit us at Apple iTunes and give us a rating so we can continue to offer you awesome interviews and content each week. No More Mondays. New episodes drop every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. That's careerbenders, B as in boy, S as in Sam.com. This is your host, Angie Callen, signing off. Until next week, when we chat with another inspired, confident professional.